0: Welcome back to our third segment here of Solid Steps Radio. We are talking about self-protection and defense and all those fun things. And uh, we were talking earlier about how, when I go into a restaurant, when I go into a movie theater, I always sit around and kind of survey the place and thinking, okay, what's going to happen if? What do I do? Kind of thing. So we're, we're talking a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. it's uh, you, Bill, you mentioned it's crisis rehearsal. Crisis rehearsal. Yes. I, I like that. So, guys, as you're listening to this, what's your game plan? Bill, you talked about... Uh, uh, your boy Brent was ten years old, and somebody's knocking on the front door. Right, and he called me. I was at work, it, huh? and he calls you at work. Okay, w- what do you tell the the typical? Play out that scenario of what what we should do.
2: Well, you know, if, if he can see out there and like it's, it, take a look, is it uh, who's knocking at the door? Do you do you can you see? Can you describe them? And I might be able to know that person, or did they start to walk away? But uh, you know, the one thing is to have your son. I had an advantage where I was on the police department, so I got on my radio and asked for a car to head that way. But uh, to call the police and say, hey, will you check this out? But have your son yell, hey, Dad, Dad, there's somebody at the door. So they know, because uh, you don't want a child to say, who is it? Or, But to yell for somebody else, and that creates the thought in that person's mind, well, there's an adult here. And don't yell for Mom, yell for Dad. Dad, there's somebody at the door. And then just walk away from the door like you're yelling down in the basement. And then just go lock yourself in a room and, and just... Stand by and wait, and uh,
1: we'll get the police by there to check it out for us. Wow, that's a good thing. Make How, noise, yeah. Make, make noise and say, "Dad." Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but this idea of crisis
2: rehearsal, uh, guys, we get into this all the time. We we think of something like, "Wow, is that what's going to happen here?" And there, you kind of put on alert, and then it, it turns out ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it turns out okay. Like, oh, it, that's not what I thought it was. It's this. Well, go back and play that over in your mind. What if it wasn't? What if it was what you feared? How would you have reacted? What would you have done? And uh, that's another police tactic that we would tell recruits, like, don't let good things go done Play it out in your mind and rehearse what would you have done had it turned bad. And uh, that's called a crisis rehearsal and can really help you plan for
1: things. Um, yeah, that's... That's, yeah, that's just good stuff. It's, it's common sense, and yet it's just, it's just, what, what, what's the proverb that you mentioned uh, last?
2: Pro, uh, Proverbs twenty seven twelve and it says, a, um, a prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, hmm. but the simple keep going and suffer for it. So when something doesn't look right, it might not be right. Get a little time, get a little space, get a little distance, and um, that helps you keep, that, that's a safety technique. Yeah,
1: the Bible says that we are to be alert. Um, Over and over again, it says in scriptures to be alert. Um, Rick, talk to us about, you know, how in a scenario, how do... It's it's sometimes it's not engaging. In fact, most of the time it's not engaging
3: the danger. It's trying to avoid avoid it. the danger. Talk right. about that a little sure. bit. Uh, well, most situations, I, I would believe, uh, when they occur, they they happen pretty quickly. What what uh, you want to be aware of is as uh, Chad had mentioned a while ago, looking for uh, what the what ifs and what could happen. Uh, so when when something uh, occurs pretty quickly and someone uh, you feel threatened. Uh, you want to be aware of a way out to a way to create the space that that needs to uh, needs to happen. You, walking down the street and you turn a corner and, and there's a situation in front of you that uh, does not look uh, healthy right Th- Something may happen. cross the street, look for a way to create that distance uh, and, and go to areas that are uh, more populated so usually the, you feel vulnerable when you 're alone right. When you are walking alone, is when you're going to get in trouble. So always look for other people to be with, um, a well-lit area, and uh, try to create that distance pretty quickly, and look for a way out. Uh, if you can't, then you've got to, you know, uh, fall back to your the basics. Uh, that's always key: is falling back to the basics, keeping your hands up, uh, that hit that, use that first initial strike, and then and then take off. Um, but, but, yeah, that's uh, some of the things you can do. Uh,
1: in, in the break, or, uh, in the break, Bill, you were talking about you were on a missions trip, and uh, you had a bunch of kids. Right. I was, I was on a mission trip with some teenage
2: uh, boys and girls in Japan. I'd uh, been there many times, but I'd gone gone back. And uh, I was at a train station, and an older man who appeared to be homeless, he was kind of deceived, and Japanese man, started, obviously hated Americans because he saw we were the only Americans there, and he started... Very angrily confronting us from about, oh, it was 20 yards away, maybe 25 yards away. So he was a distance. But um, my perspective was that he probably disliked Americans because of the Second World War. I, I get that. And, uh, but I had the safety of these kids to think about. And we had our bikes up to the train tracks. We couldn't cross the train. Uh, and he was blocking our way out. We couldn't go anywhere. So I, my son was 17, my oldest son, and he could, uh, I knew he could handle himself. But I was worried about this man having an edged weapon, and I didn't see any Japanese police. And it was really surreal. The, uh, the Japanese people around this guy started to part. It was like uh, they, they, there was a chasm started to develop, and people backed away from him and backed away from us. And it's like a, 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 you know, walking out on a western town, and two guys are going to do this. you know, we're just facing each other. So I told my son, I said, you need to distract this guy. I'm going to back away and try and circle around behind him. And if he comes towards the group, my idea is I was just going to tackle him and hold him down. I wasn't going to hurt him. Uh, speed, surprise, and violence of action are overwhelming. I was just going to take him to the ground and hold him until somebody called. I knew the police would probably be on their way and I could explain my way out of it at that point. Mm. Um, He finally did turn around and walk away, but my, my idea there was for somebody else to create a distraction so that I could back out, and we started implementing that, and I had backed away from this group, let my son in charge, so he was now in front of the girls and the other guys we had in the group and uh, was facing off with a guy to create a distraction for me. Mm. And uh, he
1: finally left. And you said uh, you started to back away. And and when you started to back away, that that's eventually when he began to. Yeah, I
2: I kind of backed through the kids and back. I was going to back out of the scenario itself and kind of work my way around, if you will, and, and outflank him and uh, come up from behind. And um, that might have been, I don't know what caused him. He finally, he walked away. I'm sure we were being cussed in Japanese, but he finally walked away still yelling and screaming at the top of his head with people parting, getting out of his way to leave. Uh, he was an emotionally disturbed person, and um, uh, but that was one where, in a foreign country, wow,
1: that, that, was, uh, that was a tough situation, could have been. Yeah, you know what? What we really need to do it, for for most of the time is just to back away. And uh, what you were yes. saying, Rick, just be be aware, be alert, pay attention. Talk about um, you're entering into a, a parking lot. Um, you got any suggestions on just being safe, helping helping your 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 wife, your kids, and protecting them? Well, I tell you, the um,
2: preparedness. We bought a new car a couple of years ago, and one of the features of this is a keyless car, and I thought, wow, this is really kind of neat. But there was one of the features on it was when you touch the handle, all of the doors unlock. And I thought, well, I don't like that because my wife's going to be driving this car, and I don't want her to unlock her driver's door and all of the doors to be unlocked so that somebody could, in a parking situation, could jump in the car with her if she had to quickly enter her car get in and lock the door. So I disabled that feature so only the driver's door unlocked. Just pre-planning things out. But uh, for your wife, for you, for your daughter, for your son, when you're going to your car, once again, situational awareness, keep your eyes, just know what's going on around you, keep your key. get your keys out ahead of time, be ready, and be ready to enter the car. When you get in the car, simple things like looking in the backseat, did anybody, is anybody in the house? And again, you don't want your children to be paranoid, but it's just smart to talk about things because those are things that happen in real life when people are ambushed and robbed and become victims.
0: Yeah. Wow. And so, Rick, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, you don't look at someone and say they can or can't do something by their physical prowess, right? That's true. So talking about with ladies out by themselves, my wife goes out a lot by herself, and she's a tough cookie, but
3: I still know that, you know, she could be physically overwhelmed. What would a- absolutely. You, what do you advise? Well, you? Um, more and more... Uh, there's people out in the parking lot soliciting uh, one thing or another, either asking for money. I, I would encourage the uh, women, especially, to park closer to the entrance uh, where there's more people, you're safer. Uh, so don't park way out in the parking lot uh, I happen to do that because I don't like my uh, car getting all banged and dinged up so uh, I usually do that but for for ladies I would encourage you to, to stay closer to the door, entrance ways uh, exit ways so that you're not making a, a long trip carrying a lot of packages uh, making your way t- uh, to the car also have uh, on the way to your car regardless if it's uh, where it is uh, have your keys ready to open that door uh, to bill's point uh, earlier uh, you know that only the driver's side opens first. Uh, usually, if you're uh, alone without the kids, that's that's perfect. Um, but have the, have those keys ready to. well uh, you can also use those keys as a weapon too. Uh, they work well if you need them. Um, so they, they you can strike someone with those keys if you have to.
1: But hopefully now now I I, I gotta ask you guys because sure. my three girls went and got uh, went to actually Bill your son Brent's. Um, uh, self-defense class. And, and I got home late one evening, and Ivy was so excited, uh, our number three child. And uh, she goes, Dad, grab hold of my arm and hold it tight. And, and I, go, well, I go, why? And she and she said, because I'm going to break free from you. And, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way that she can break free from my grand. You know, she's 95 pounds. And so I grab her wrist and and sure enough, she knew exactly how to break free from sure. me. Sure, Describe that. Right.
3: right. Well, one of the uh, – I've been – for several years now, I've been uh, teaching uh, self-defense uh, to the TARC uh, bus drivers. And and I usually, when I go to demonstrate uh, at 64 years old, I will pick uh, the biggest guy in the room, actually. I come up here. I want you to grab my wrist. Right? And that way – from that point on I've got their attention because I can break I can break the hold grab my wrist hold it as hard as you can they're usually big some I've had bill uh, <clears throat> some folks on the th- that are doing that were former uh, Louisville Metro Police Department folks and so they grab my wrist and I and I break uh, it's a matter of physics right because usually when they grab you're, you, you want to be stronger than three fingers and today I'm still stronger than three fingers uh, for most people uh, but so you know yeah, you can learn that, uh, those basic uh, getaways, if you will, break getaway, breakaway, pushaway, getaway uh, kind of uh, approach, and it happens quickly. And we'll
1: talk about that. We're going to expound on that a little bit more this next segment. We need to take a break. Take right a break. Now. And
0: we'll be back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One, and LN Credit Union. And if you want to hear this show it's an entirety, come back on our Facebook page on Monday, and you'll hear this entire show posted as a podcast. And we're talking about self-defense and protecting yourself and your family today.
1: Rick, we talked at the last segment about you know there's three things that we need to teach our kids and we need to be able to do ourselves.
3: That's, that's true, Kurt. Uh, what we called it was uh, break away, push away, And get away. Uh, When when someone grabs you, you want to be able to break break that hold immediately. Uh, If uh, if they grab your wrist or if they uh, like a bear hug, reach their arms, and you want to break away from that that hold. Uh, And then and then as we've said consistently through our program so far, is is to get away to create that distance. Uh, That's that's a physical confrontation. Uh, It it could be uh, a, a spiritual battle. Right. That you're facing something that, you know, is not God honoring and uh, you need to break away from it Mm. immediately. It may have a strong hold on you, but immediately you got to break away from it and then you've got to push away from it. you got to create that distance, and you got to get away from it. Uh, so uh, in in a physical or a spiritual confrontation, you've got to use those three pieces. you mm. got to break that hold that could have a, a stronghold, and it might very well have one of those. Uh, you got to break away from it, and then you got to push away from it. you got to intentionally create the distance that needs to happen, uh, and then you just get away from it, and you don't turn back. That's good. Yeah. That's good.
1: And, Bill, we talked about in, in the break— uh, helping our kids, uh, let, let's say something, you know, a, a bully, a, you know, high schoolers grabbing a grade school kid or, you know, or a, you know, a bad guy or whatever, you said, you said to do what? Yeah, one
2: of the things that uh, for a typical, and I'm not talking about everybody or every situation, but a, a typical criminal act of, or an abduction of sorts, most, most of those people don't want what's going on to be known. So you teach your children when they yell, when they yell, don't go, don't go passively, kick, scream, yell, bite, everything you have to do. But when you scream, don't just yell because people don't know whether you're playing or whatever. But teach your children to yell. I don't know this person. I don't know this man. Uh, this person is hurting me. Call the police. But to yell truth, just to yell, scream what's going on, and allow people and draw attention to that scenario, especially in public. And that is one of the first steps to teach your children in, in a kidnapping, abduction kind of proofing uh, scenario, and for uh, for women or for guys, just be aware to let people know what's going on around you, and don't be afraid to yell that, I don't know this person. This person's hurting me.
0: Okay, that's good. You can take a self-defense classes all your day, but like you said, a nine-year-old cannot overpower a 200-pound person.
2: That's exactly right. There are going to be some scenarios just overwhelming force. are going to be uh, for your child to be grabbed and pulled in a car and... Um,
1: uh, it 's just they 're not going to be able to stop that, you know g- guys b- but there 's one trump card that trumps all of this and, and I actually I learned it from my wife my wife would uh, Kristen when she was when we were up in Chicago, Cabrina Green at the time was one of the largest housing projects in the country, and it was just loaded with you know d- infested with drugs and all kinds of crime and and, and junk and it was just a uh, a few blocks from Moody Bible Institute in downtown Chicago and she worked regularly with uh, in in that community and here she is 98 pounds and uh, you know five foot two and I I looked at her and I said hey honey do you do you know any self-defense and she goes no and I'm like going well if some guy grabs you and, and you know her comment was the Lord is with me and I'm like well, I know the Lord is with you. And uh, so, uh, but what I learned that day is uh, when we walk by faith, and uh, this is not to dismiss what we've talked about this last hour, but it's to actually build on it, that we really do need to understand that the Lord God is our protection. He is our salvation. And he, uh, you know, the, the Bible says, uh, our angels not ministering spirits sent to those who will inherit salvation. Right. Right At the, uh, You know,
2: Kurt Ephesians 6 tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood and in a greater realm. And it's, you don't want to walk through life fat, dumb, and happy, if you will, and just <laughs> walk into bad situations. But even in the current conditions of our society, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's right. But against the powers and principalities of darkness. And one thing that we as men need to do every day is we need to pray for our families daily and pray for our children and our wives and our leaders. And just, uh, that is the best thing we can do.
3: Yeah. Uh, I was Just uh, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, I believe it's in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20, uh, when God says, uh, uh, when they're about to face a battle, God says, this is not to fear. Don't fear. This battle is mine. God says, this is my battle and I'm in it. We We need to be mindful that that we do have the power of God walking with us and, and he, that he is watching over us and his desire is for us to win the battle. And we need to be mindful of that, and not forget it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's true.
1: Re- I mean, really, our, our our goal is every day we wake up and we know that the Lord is our fortress. He's our strong tower. He is the one who uh, protects us. And, and we need to, we need to beg and ask him for for that guidance you know kurt there's one every man wants to be a warrior i mean
2: uh, come on guys that's uh, every one of us wants to be known as a warrior absolutely and there's a really uh cool uh, japanese philosophy that a true warrior you can't be a true warrior without having a pure heart but uh i carry that to the context of uh, jesus uh jesus said don't fear man but fear god don't fear what man can do because they Uh, But fear the one who uh, can destroy your your man, can throw you in hell. And um, one thing I want to encourage men is that I've been in a lot of situations. I've been in some fearful situations. I was on the SWAT team. I've made entries. I've Mm -hmm. kicked in doors. I've gone in against. I've been in an armed conflict. I've been in cross gunfire. Um, So courage is not the absence of fear. But I had learned a long time ago that a courageous action begins with having Uh, a pure heart and uh, just being a righteous person and guys, if you want to do anything to be a warrior, that's, that's the number one. David was the greatest warrior in all of history. And he was known as a man after God's own heart. Was David perfect? No. Did he mess up? Yes. Did God forgive him? Yes. But David was first known as a man after God's own
1: heart. And uh, and he was the greatest warrior that I think ever lived. Yeah, he was a great warrior, and you know, and, and this is a whole other topic. And uh, we're going to need to pray here in just a minute. And uh, it's been great to have you guys, um, and I really appreciate you coming in. But David also surrounded himself with with uh, uh, mighty warriors around him because he knew he couldn't do it alone. That's correct. And uh,
3: yeah, you want to say something, Rick? Uh, w- I w- yeah, i sure would like to do that, Kurt. Um, one thing i've uh, one of the lessons i excuse me I've learned along the way uh, is that uh when there a battle comes uh spiritual battle comes especially uh that we do need someone in our corner uh, I can tell you uh that's when that's when the fight is won many times with your good corner man uh, I would like uh, you know my corner man is my of course i've got many of them my my wife i definitely wouldn't want to mention her my children really are, are that but my brother bill uh, has been my corner man for for many years uh, even when i didn't know it uh, he's the reason we start uh, going to southeast uh, many years ago and uh so w- when we face a battle we need someone in our corner and uh, he's he's that guy that's right. uh, that's good stuff
1: well uh Bill, it's great to have you. Rick, it's thanks great hard. to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for your hearts. Uh, you know, you guys are experts in martial arts, and you, you guys have done uh, more than Chad and I could ever begin to do in that whole realm. But what I love more than anything about you is your heart for God. And uh, that's really what this show is all about. This show is to help guys pursue Him. The Bible says, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. And uh, we want to be men who are strong and courageous. The Bible is loaded with verses about how we're to be strong and courageous. We're to be men of courage. We're to be um, men of faithfulness and who walk with God. Right. So thanks for, uh, thanks for your, uh, your hearts uh, for, for Jesus Christ. And uh, Bill, would you close us out? Would you pray for our men that we would walk like Jesus would want us to walk? I'd love to. Thanks, Kurt. Father, I just lift up the men
2: that are listening today and uh, for the men sitting in this room. Lord God, will you give us your courage? Uh, Father, we cannot do this on our own and we uh, fail time and time again. Lord, will you create in us a pure heart? Will you strengthen Mm -hmm. us with your righteous right hand? And Lord God, will you uh, uh, give us the wisdom to look after our families? Will you give us the wisdom Mm -hmm. and the discernment to know how to say and what to say and in given situations? Lord, will you send your Holy Spirit to come alongside each man and walk with him and to guide him through his uh, daily walk, not just with his family, but in that downtime, and that alone time. Lord, will you guard our minds? Will you guard our eyes? Guard what we listen to and help each man um, be pure for you and for his family. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Well, we thank you for listening today. And again, we're talking a lot about uh, defense and protection. And the name of our show, if you're just tuning in here at the last second, is Solid Steps. And if you're not walking with God, if you Mm. are not walking with God through Jesus Christ, then you're not walking nearly as solid as you can and you're not gonna be as protected as you can. And that doesn't mean there's not gonna be troubles in this world, but we were made to walk with God and that's what we're, our heartbeat of our show is. So we thank you for listening and uh, tune in next week and you can go to our Facebook t- page and see all of our past shows. We appreciate you listening to Solid Steps Radio.